This is the Daily Perspective Podcast for Monday, the 21st day of December 2020. Mark Congleton here, your sometimes humble host for almost an hour of observation, insight, and absurdity. Hope you had a great weekend, that you unplugged a bit, got your sanity back, and you're ready to face another week. Christmas week, by the way. Yep, this Friday, Christmas Day. We're counting down. We're, we're, we're watching the tracking. <laughs> and I don't mean tracking Santa's sleigh. I mean tracking Amazon and all those other places that you shopped online. And uh, and your package is still not here. Wondering, okay, what the hey? Where's my stuff? Well, I've talked about this a couple of times during the past seven days or so. And, and I'm not going to belabor it again. But honestly, it's... It's on its way, and it may get here. It may not. I have two things right now, right now that I am watching that I ordered last month. I ordered back in November, and they haven't even shipped yet. So yeah, um, <laughs> I, I think I'm going to be. Uh, I think I'm going to be just kind of uh, offering up a little. Hey, I, I got this for you, but um, um, it's not here. I that's that. That is a conversation which will happen Christmas morning. Yeah, there was a, you, you know, that package you were waiting on. Well, I had two that I was waiting and then they never, and there we go. So I'm in the same boat as you are. I'm, I'm waiting on things just like you are and, uh, hoping that they get here. Well, we'll see. Hopefully we'll see. I really do hope that, uh, these people that I, I paid this money to will, you know, will, cough my stuff up pretty soon and it's not well one of the items has to be custom made the other one no it's just something they have in stock and of course they're not going to send either one of them until um uh until you know they get both of them packaged and ready to ship out they're not going to double up on the shipping so it may be uh, after new year's before that particular set of christmas gifts arrives and it's interesting because I find myself in the same boat that I have, I have smugly shaken my head about when uh, my sweet wife Jane has put herself in this little boat in the past, <laughs> where she she orders something and frets and frets and frets and hey, it's coming from China. I mean, what do you expect? the 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 mail system is a mystery. They oh sure you're going to get tracking. Have Have you tried tracking that number? Yeah, right. The, the especially stuff if you buy stuff online from some shop online. Oh, that is just so cute. They would love that. And then you, <laughs> you order it and you think I've got plenty of time. It's like six weeks until Christmas. There's no way this is going to be late. And you find yourself the week of Christmas checking, hoping, Oh, please. I, I kind of like it to be under the tree. And you, you realize that the tracking number they gave you doesn't work anywhere that you can possibly find. And you have to end up doing a little extra digging to find out where that tracking number will work. And there are some, there are some, uh, tracking services out there that specialize in international tracking. They're, they're not easy to find. They're a little bit difficult to navigate and sometimes they're just flat out confusing. But if you can find them and you can wade through them, then you can find out they got your order. <laughs> That's what you can find out. <laughs> and you don't really know. Many times you don't know if it's even in this country. 
I have pa- I've tracked things so many times in the past where I've I've looked at the tracking information and the the package is is okay. It's in China somewhere. Wait a minute. It already left that city. Wait a minute. Why is it going back to that same? What? Hold on. It's vanished. They don't have tracking for days on it now. Where is it? What do you mean now? It's in New York. It's in New York. Okay. Well, that means I should have it in a couple of days. And a couple of days later, where's my package? <laughs> it's just. It's just, it's just a mystery. So bless your heart. If you're in that same boat, I'm commiserating with you. I'm with you. I understand. I'm, I sympathize. God bless you. Let it go. It's in God's hands. Now, what you going to do? What you going to do? It is the week of Christmas and there are many things to be thinking about. A lot of folks are busy this week. Lots of things happening aside from the last minute shopping. Um, at this point, last minute shot, last minute shopping means donning a mask and, and heading into, uh, uh, a nearby store and hoping they've got something in stock that you can use as a gift for that loved one that whose gift is still somewhere in China. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you'll be wearing a mask. You'll be, you'll be getting out amongst the other people. And, uh, it's not my favorite thing in the world to do, which is why I started shopping online years ago. And now of course, with, uh, COVID everybody's shopping online and bless their hearts. The folks that, uh, the folks at UPS are working their heinies off. Uh, our UPS guy, <laughs> Pokey, um, he's a, <laughs> I'm kidding. I love this guy. He's a, he's a, he's not a young guy. He's, a, he's an older guy with a beard and glasses and, and, uh, he pulls up in front of the house on a regular basis because I mean, everything I buy pretty much, unless, unless it's something that's convenient for while I'm out running around, I'll order things online. I give myself a few days and order things online, but, and so they come to the house. So this guy, I'm used to seeing him. And a lot of the times he's, he's, he's not in any hurry. You see these younger UPS, uh, drivers, uh, this time of year, and they have helpers on board, you know, who aren't in UPS uniforms, those helpers, they're out there hoofing it, moving packages around helping them. And when they're in places where they're going multiple directions at once, they're taking up, you know, they're taking roles and, and heading, like they pull into some place where they're delivering to shopping centers or whatever, and they go to different places and get their deliveries done. But when they come to your neighborhood, this they're, they're younger people and they're just, they're, they're burning up the, the, the turf between the, uh, between the, the truck and the house going back and forth and they're on the move and, and they're fast. But this guy is not. He just kind of casually walks across the lawn, comes up to the front door and, uh, <laughs> drops the packages and he's, you know, it's gotten to where I know him and he knows me and we joke around, but God love him. He's, uh, he's not in any hurry, but he gets my stuff to me for the most part. <laughs> there was one thing that was supposed to be here Friday. That was a surprise. Actually got to be honest with you. I got the tracking on it and thought, wow, that wasn't supposed to be here till like the 28th. Woohoo! It's coming. And, uh, <laughs> It was supposed to be here Friday and it didn't come. And he says, yeah, it's probably on a different truck. He sat out at the, at the curb for a long time. And I finally went to the door to see what was going on because he'd been out there for so long and hadn't come out of the truck yet. The back door opened up the side door. It opened up. Uh, I opened the, the, uh, the front door and stepped out onto the front porch and, and you can hear boom, bang, bang, boom, bang. You, your package is flying around. If you, if you had anything in that truck, I hope it didn't come to you damaged because he was moving stuff all over that truck and he finally came to the door with two or three packages and said, yeah, there's supposed to be one more, but I can't find it anywhere. It's not in the truck. So it's probably on a different truck. And if that's the case, it'll be here later today. Eh, not true. I've had that happen so many times. 
and he said the same thing to me many times and it never comes on the it never comes on another truck that day it just doesn't work that way it'll come the next day maybe so tracking says it's out for delivery today and hopefully that'll be here it's studio gear it's i'm, I'm making some changes here there are uh, uh there are things going on in the background that i'm not talking about yet and um uh, I, I some of the things have to do with I, I the process of upgrading what i'm doing with the podcast and some of the changes don't there's another project i'm working on i mentioned the other day i'm i'm a i'm designing a website i'm i'm actually stuck on logo design right now because i i've got something but it doesn't make me happy and if it's not making me happy i know it's not going to make the final recipient happy because it just won't so I'm still struggling with that. There's a there's a name. There is a uh, a positioning statement. There is you know things like that. There are things that have to be, go into the process uh, for the website and for the logo and everything. And nothing is making me happy yet. The positioning statement is there. I I like what they've got, but making visualizing something that goes along with it is the tough part. And hopefully I can make that come together in the next few days because I'd like to get this done. I'd like to get it. Actually, I'd like it to be done by Christmas, but it looks like maybe it'll be more like New Year's before it's done. And and I, I'm going to play a role in what is happening with this particular website. And I, you know, I'll let you know more about it when it gets closer. And and uh, it's kind of cool. And I think if you're a longtime friend, you know me. You know the uh, the my past. You know what I've been involved with in the past and things I've done. It kind of touches back on some other stuff I've done with some people I've worked with in the past, and and they're they have a project, and I'm happy to help them with it. So we'll we'll see what happens. Anyway, um, where are we? Ten minutes into the podcast for today, and all I've done is blather about nothing, basically. Well, okay then. I guess I can allow myself the first segment in a holiday week just to blather. <laughs> because there's so much garbage to talk about and I really don't want to be angry. It's Christmas week, but I can't help but be angry about some things. And I think I'm righteously angry about these things. And I think you're angry about the same things as well. Otherwise you wouldn't be listening, right? I don't want to just rant on about things. I, I kind of like to offer solutions if possible, but fortunately there are people out there who are seeing things clearly and are telling the truth. And I can turn to those people and tell you what they have to say about things from time to time. Like this story coming from Federalist Papers, thefederalistpapers.org, Senator Rand Paul had a few things to say about mask mandates. Mandates that claim to be fighting the coronavirus are exercises in making individuals submit to the power of government. So says Republican Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky. Rand Paul, who long urged Americans to push back against coronavirus mandates, was interviewed by Breitbart over the weekend on Saturday. Paul, a physician himself, noted that his core objection is that Americans are being expected to, without question, voluntarily abandon their liberty and their freedom of shaping an individual destiny on the altar of unproven, if not faulty, science. He says, it would be one thing if we were told, you have to give up your liberty, you have to give up your freedom, we're going to save your life. But what if you have to give up all your freedoms and they're wrong on the science? 
He said, masks are all about submission. He told Breitbart, an objective analysis shows that as mandates piled higher, so did the coronavirus cases. He says every one of the mandates, and you look in country after country, state after state, you look at when the mask mandates went in, the incidents went up exponentially after the mandates. Restaurants, nobody can eat in a restaurant. There's no science behind any of that. He notes that passenger airplane restrictions are so minimal as to be foolish. Quote, middle seat missing on the airplane. You really think you're like 12 inches from the other guy instead of six inches. It really makes a difference. None of it really makes any sense. And there's no epidemiolog epidemiological evidence. Yeah, that was a big word. You know, it's like, wash your hands, stand six feet apart. If masks slowed the spread of the virus, he says, data would prove it. It would prove it. Instead, the evidence doesn't. He says the, traje the trajectory of the virus hasn't been altered at all by any of these things. He notes that cloth face coverings are not effective barriers to the virus. Quote, and the masks are different too. The N95 mask actually does work to a certain extent if worn properly and used with sterile technique. But there's no value to the cloth mask at all. It's like wearing your underwear. You might as well cut your underwear up and wear your underwear as protection. It doesn't work. Rand Paul told Breitbart that the loss being experienced by Americans is significant, citing the audience that it, at Turning Point USA's Student Action Summit in West Palm Beach, Florida, where he was among the speakers. Quote, what are they asked to give up? They're being asked to give up their graduation from high school, their graduation from college, their wedding. And if we're not careful, it's going to be their five-year wedding anniversary or their 10-year anniversary. We're still going to be wearing masks. And I agree with Dr. Rand Paul. The masks are silly. They're useless. They're not making a difference. But we're being required to wear them based on nothing more than this is good for others. You should do this for other people. And it's really not making any difference to speak of. The only difference it's making is power and control for corrupt politicians. Welcome back. Why'd you leave? That's what I want to know. It's the Daily Perspective podcast for Monday, the 21st of December, 2020. Scanning through um, social media during the break and uh, taking note of the things that are advertised this time of year that you never, ever, 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 ever see unless it's the holidays. And you know what I'm talking about. Expensive watches, jewelry, uh expensive alcoholic beverages, uh, pajamas, things like that. You just don't see these things advertised except around certain holidays. And so I'm scanning through Facebook and there's this ad um, for a place called Theory 11. And um, uh, it says, meet the world's most intricate, breathtaking playing cards ever produced 
handcrafted with relentless, unrivaled attention to detail. And I thought, well, that's interesting. And uh, full disclosure, I, um, at one time in my, in my past, I was very interested in stage magic, uh, sleight of hand, illusions, and things like that. I actually, I actually owned a lot of stuff that I used to entertain. I, there was one time I entertained at a school I've, I've done, you know, but it's, it's not like I'm, I'm not David Copperfield, but I, I, I did enjoy doing that and watching people's eyes bug out of their faces when things came to their climax and stuff. And I, and I, one of the things you deal with in that is cards, especially up close, close up stuff, sleight of hand stuff. And I, I, no, I could not do any of those things today. I'll be honest with you. I got rid of my magic stuff a long time ago. And, and I, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, I can barely even palm, um, a rubber ball anymore. So that, uh, you know, I can't, I can't do any of that stuff. So, um, I was very interested in these playing cards and decided I would go look at this, at the, uh, at this particular website and they have all kinds of playing cards. Let me back up. I'm on this one page here, but let me back up here. There's James Bond playing cards. Uh, there's, uh, let's see, Darren Brown, purple Monarch provision, green tycoon monarchs, Voyager Hudson. There's there and the, and there's more, uh, green national Saturday night live, Jimmy Fallon playing, Neil Patrick Harris playing cards. Um, uh, a whole bunch of different things, a lot. They've got tons and tons and tons of different kinds of playing cards and one on the top. There's James Bond. Okay. That's one of them. And sitting next to it is Star Wars Silver Edition playing cards. These can be yours for a mere $9.95 per deck. You can order a variety box, 12 decks, for 15% off. So, <laughs> it won't get here before Christmas, I don't think. <laughs> but I just thought, huh? <laughs> what are you going to do? I mean, it's just weird. But I guess if I had seen this a while back, I know a couple of, trust me, I know a couple of people who would have wigged out had they gotten some Star Wars playing cards. I do. And you know who you are if you're listening to me right now. You know, you wigged out over the Mandalorian conclusion, the, the finale, and as did I. But hey, come on. Star Wars playing cards. Luke Skywalker is the king. Come on. You would have done it lightsabers and all kinds of stuff. It's just, it is. And then they, every one of these has their own, their own theme. The, the cards themselves, the design of the cards themselves all reflect the theme of the, of the, uh, the idea. And it's just fascinating, but dang, 10 bucks a deck. That's some money for some playing cards. It really is. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Hey, remember last week I told you about James, uh, or Jesse, that is not Jesse James. I thought James because I saw the name Jesse. <laughs> That's where my brain is. Jesse Benal. He is a Trump campaign attorney. Recently spoke at a Senate committee hearing related to the 2020 election irregularities. I told you about his uh, his testimony one day last week. I shared it with you. I read through it and um, shared with you what he had to say about what he had found. Well, he's saying he said on Saturday 
he says that YouTube has removed his opening statement. The video for his opening statement, the one I shared with you, was on YouTube, and it's gone now. It's gone. Quote, YouTube has decided that my opening statement in the U.S. Senate, given under oath and based upon hard evidence, is too dangerous for you to see. They removed it. To this day, our evidence has never been refuted, only ignored. Why is Google so afraid of the truth? Hashtag Big Brother. Now, you can still find the video because it, uh, as these things happen, it has been downloaded, archived, and posted elsewhere. And there is a YouTube account called Make Schumer uh, Cry Again. And you, as of the time I checked this earlier, the video was still there. You can still get to it. So look up Make Schumer Cry Again on YouTube and see if it's still there. If it's not, then they have scrubbed that one as well. And... Odds are it will be elsewhere. Okay, I it's there. There's another video system, another video channel coming up that's a lot of people are getting involved with, and uh, odds are you can search and find it there. YouTube in a post earlier in December said it would remove videos claiming that mass fraud or errors altered the outcome of the presidential election contest. Quote, yesterday was the safe harbor deadline for the U.S. presidential election, and enough states have certified their election results to determine a president-elect, is what their post says. It goes on to say, given that, we will start removing any piece of content uploaded today or any time after that misleads people by alleging that widespread fraud or errors changed the outcome of the 2020 U.S. presidential election in line with our approach towards historical U.S. presidential elections. For example, we will remove videos claiming that a presidential candidate won the election due to widespread software glitches on or counting errors. We will begin enforcing this policy today and we'll ramp up in the weeks to come. As always, news coverage and commentary on these issues can remain on our site if there's sufficient education, document, documentary, scientific, or artistic context. Benal said during his, during his remarks at the hearing, Thousands upon thousands of Nevada voters had their voices canceled out by election fraud and invalid ballots. And YouTube, Google, has decided you don't need to know that. They've decided that they're going to stick with tradition. Although the tradition is not really built on the law or the Constitution, it's just how we've done things. We've gotten into a habit. And so that habit dictates that we handle elections like this, not the way they're supposed to be handled. We're about to see, playing out in the next couple of weeks, we're about to see what happens when someone insists on playing by the rules instead of playing by how they decided to alter the game so a certain team could win. And as I've said before, this is exactly what it's like in this particular instance. When you're dealing with, with progressives, socialists, communists, they cannot win based on the merits of their arguments or their ideas. They can't give you anything substantive to prove that what they want to do is beneficial. All they can do is make big claims. I refer you to Bernie Sanders. Go watch any speaking engagement Bernie Sanders has ever been involved in. 
And all he does is talk about the evils of what's going on and then promise that his plan can do things better. Yet, he doesn't actually give you details and proof of his concepts. He just makes unsubstantiated promises. And when you go look at what he's promised in action in other countries, what you see is failure after failure after failure. So they can't win based on their track record or on their policies. And so they change the context of the contest. They change the rules of the game to make it easier for them to win. I've in the past referred to it as a lot like a bunch of kids playing tag football, a neighborhood game. So you're playing tag football in the neighborhood and one of the teams is having a lot of trouble. So you move the goalposts in, you, you change things up to give them an edge and to make things a bit more competitive. You change the scoring method and that's all fine when it's a bunch of buddies having fun. But this is not a bunch of buddies having fun. This is, this is the future of the United States of America we're talking about. And it can't be left to socialists. It's the Daily Perspective Podcast for Monday, December 21st, 2020. Just a few days away from Christmas. I hope you've got a good one planned. Things are things are going to look good for you for the holidays. hope so. You don't let the government tell you what you can do and who you can celebrate with. I mean, family time is family time. And around the holidays, it's extremely important. So... Act accordingly. <laughs> All right. It's, um, uh, let's see here. During the break, I'm, I'm checking stuff. I check in, check at the email, uh, checked email. And, uh, I've been tracking a couple of, we're back to package tracking again. And now I've got this, a uh, couple of things coming in. I have no idea what either one of them are. I've got to go check, <laughs> but I just, I'm kind of hoping one of them is coming from Utah. I, I got to go check and see where my, those, pa- those things I talked about earlier that I've been waiting for that I'm afraid are not going to get here because it doesn't even show they shipped. I I'm kind of hoping that's what these are. We, we'll see who knows, because those were American made. They weren't foreign made. I, and I made a big deal about stuff coming from China because I don't order anything that comes from China anymore. I, 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 and that's not just because of political reasons. It's just because you just don't know when it's coming. And I, there was something I ordered a long time ago. Um, that, uh, it took me forever. It took forever to get here and I never could figure out where it was or when it was going to arrive. And I just kept checking, like I spent 20 bucks on these things. Where are they? And then yeah, just can't trust them. Anyway, moving forward, he said, uh, oh my gosh. Uh, let's see. Where are we? Uh, I had something here because I had talked about, uh, there it is. Uh, I talked about 
Jesse Banal and Nevada. And I wanted to touch base with that one more time. And uh, there's a story coming from westernjournal.com by uh, C. Douglas Golden uh, about uh, Maricopa County and what's happening there. In a, new, in a November 22nd editorial, the New York Times celebrated just how smoothly the November 3rd election went, saying the 2020 election was not simply free of fraud or whatever cooked up malfeasance the president is braying about at this hour, the editorial board said. It was, from an administrative standpoint, a resounding success. In the face of a raging pandemic and the highest turnout in more than a century, Americans enjoyed one of the most secure, most accurate, and most well-run elections ever. End quote. Secure. Accurate. Well-run. Just don't ask to take a second look at how it was run, else you're one of those crazy cranks braying about malfeasance. Among those cranks, apparently, are the members of the Arizona State Senate Judiciary Committee. They've asked for an audit of Maricopa County's voting machines and ballots. In fact, they've issued subpoenas to that effect, which is a bit more than asking. The State Senate wants to look at the voting machines that were used in the November 3rd election, as well as images of scanned ballots. Maricopa County is saying no thanks. The Arizona Republic reported Friday, the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors did not send the state Senate election materials in response to subpoenas before a 5 p.m. deadline Friday. Instead, the supervisors voted 4-1 to one on Friday to file a court complaint in response after raising concerns that the state legislature's demands are too broad and violate voters' privacy. Supervisor Steve Chukri cast the opposing vote. The, subpoena, uh, the, the complaint filed in Maricopa County Superior Court on Friday says the subpoenas are unlawful and asks the court to quash them. The county gave three reasons in the complaint. The Senate Judiciary Committee didn't have the authority to issue the subpoenas. There wasn't sufficient time to comply with them. And they violated Arizona's ballot secrecy laws. Now, let's be clear before we get this ball rolling. There's almost certainly zero chance this changes any electoral results. Even though Maricopa County is Arizona's most populous, after all, it's home to Phoenix and its suburbs, erasing Joe Biden's razor-thin 0.3% marge, uh, uh, point in the uh, <laughs> 0.3% point win in the state, would do little aside from switch 11 electoral votes. Given the national electoral vote, that and 4499 will get your kid their very own squeaky the balloon dog under the tree this Christmas. Meanwhile, Democrat Mark Kelly's win over GOP Senator Martha McSally wasn't quite so razor thin. The former astronaut and gun grabber, extraordinary, won, uh, extraordinary, won by 2.4 points over McSally. However, the refusal to even look at the accuracy of the vote the vote tallies in Maricopa County, particularly as Republicans have said there were widespread irregularities in the most unusual election in the past century, raises serious questions. Republicans in the Senate have argued that an independent audit of the results is needed. However, Maricopa County says its routine audit ended with a 100% match, so nothing to see here. The county won't even release ballot images for inspection, which means we're going to have to take their word for it. And it's not even that the Senate Republicans are suggesting, at this point, that looking at Maricopa County's voting machines would overturn the results of the election. GOP Senate uh, President Karen Fan said, according to the Arizona Republic, 
The goal is to verify the machines did what they were supposed to do. Republican Senator, State Senator Eddie Farnsworth, the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, told the Associated Press, I believe that the, uh, the county has done the very best they can. That doesn't mean there weren't there aren't anomalies. It doesn't mean that there aren't concerns. And it doesn't mean that the voters aren't justified in wanting to make sure it was done properly. Dr. Kelly Ward, head of the Arizona Republican Party, meanwhile, said that the county agreed in open court to audit more ballots, but it simply decided not to finish doing so. The Arizona Republic, normally not a phalange of the liberal media, but a solidly pro-Biden organ during this cycle, has meanwhile said that the requests for audits are an attempt by lawmakers, quote, to rally their base by insisting fraud occurred. They're hardly the ones for, uh, framing this issue, by the way, either. That's a rubbish take for several reasons. Yes, there are some Republicans who have concerns about voter fraud. It's a pretty useless way to rally the base by requesting an audit when that audit turns up nothing. However, it's like a minor key version of the letdown Democrats felt right after the Mueller report gave them a solid 0.0 on the collusion meter. And yet, Democrats act as if any further examination of the 2020 election would be an insult to the democracy. After Arizona's electors cast their votes for Biden on Monday, Democratic State Senator Martin Quisada said the election that we just had and the 11 electoral votes that were just cast earlier this morning were legit. They were completely and totally legit. Nobody's hiding anything. All right. Then Maricopa County should respond to the subpoenas. Simple as that. If there's nothing to see in an independent audit, then there's nothing to be lost by turning the materials over. There is something to be lost, however, by simply ignoring the order. Farnsworth made it clear an audit would help in restoring the confidence in the system after a divisive election. That's according to the Washington Examiner. This isn't a far-fetching, a far-reaching effort to try to overturn results either. One subpoena calls for a scanned ballot audit to collect an electronic ballot image cast for all mail-in ballots counted in the November 2020 general election in Maricopa County, Arizona. The second subpoena calls for a full forensic audit of ballot tabulation equipment, the software for that equipment, and the election management system used in the 2020 general election. If this is a problem, the question becomes why it's a problem. If there's nothing to be found, then let us find nothing. Keeping the guts of our electoral machinery behind a curtain and insisting that anyone who wants a longer peak is a conspiracy theorist further erodes our trust in a weather-worn and battered system which has resisted transparency at every turn. If this was, as the New York Times claimed, one of the most secure, most accurate, and most well-run elections ever, show the rest of us skeptics. Prove us wrong. Laugh in our face, Maricopa County. The state Senate is giving you the perfect opportunity, after all. And that's the article. I, and I agree. I agree. If there's nothing to see here, then let us see nothing. If there's nothing being hidden here, then pull back the curtain and show us. If there's nothing to hide, then why are you not letting us look? If this was one of the most secure, most accurate, and most well-run election elections ever, then show it off. 
open the doors, pull back the curtains, show everybody why it was. And not just by making claims, but by allowing people to walk through all of it and see for themselves what happened and why it turned out the way it did. By not allowing this to happen, the only thing you're accomplishing is making people more suspicious. And I'll just say this. They are not going to, they're not going to go down without a fight. They're not going to willingly allow anyone to have a look behind the curtain. Because they know what they've done. They know that there has been manipulation. They know. And yet, they're going to continue stonewalling in the face of increasing insistence that we be able to see, we be allowed to see what actually happened. I don't know about you, but me, I'm very suspicious. I don't trust these people. And as I've told you in the past, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm a behavioral observer. And this behavior tells me they're hiding something. And if they're hiding something, odds are it's not for the security of the vote and the good of the people. It's not about privacy. It's not about security. They would find ways to get around that. People on the outside are crunching the numbers. They're examining what's happening. And they're coming up with some conclusions which are shocking. We'll have a look at that coming up after the break. About how certain information is being redacted from reports. And that redacted information is what's proving fraud. That's coming up next as the Daily Perspective continues. Here we go. It's the wrap-up segment for the Monday, December 21st edition of the Daily Perspective Podcast. You know, I, I haven't mentioned, if you're on Facebook Live, I haven't mentioned the, the background at all. I just changed it up today. You might be able to find it on Facebook Live later today. If you're, if you're on the podcast, go over and look at the uh, Facebook page and see if the video is still there. It's a Christmassy thing. A little snowfall. Um, and no, I, I don't put myself on because I don't have a camera. Except for the webcams on the built into the computers. And they're just, they just look good. And uh, also, well, 
<laughs> I don't want you to see the wreck that is the studio right now because the studio is just, it's just like <clears throat> there was a tornado. That's my excuse. And I still haven't had a chance to repair everything. It's just, everything's laying all over the place. It's just a wreck. And, and the, the, I'll be honest with you. The reason is that I'm ADHD and I get focused on things and then I drop them and they just happen to sit where they are until my wife comes behind me and says, would you clean this up? And so that's, that's, that's kind of how my studio is right now. So <laughs> until she comes in and hollers at me for how nasty, how, I mean, seriously, I mean, I've got a piece of exercise equipment over there. I've got empty boxes stacked up over there. I've got, I mean, I just got, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's gotten so, so wrecked. <clears throat> and if I was actually, if I was really smart, I'd go on Amazon and order a green screen and just set it up behind me. And, but, but then I'd have to order a camera too. Oh, wait a minute. No, that wouldn't work. Anyway, um, <laughs> but I have a Christmas background up on the side, up on the page right now, up on the the podcast on Facebook. <laughs> okay, back to uh, back to the election and reports and um, audits and the like uh, from epoch the epochtimes.com. There's a story about redacted information. The analyst who led the forensic audit of Dominion voting systems in Michigan said on Friday, the information state officials pushed to redact shows that the outcomes of races were changed. Russell Ramsland Jr. during a virtual appearance on Newsmax's Greg Kelly reports said the original report had log evidence that we published in the report to show exactly what we did and exactly the findings now those did ultimately get redacted and so now the complaint is well but there's no real proof and dominion says no these things can't be done but at that point dominion's argument is no longer with us dominion's argument is with their own user's manual and their own logs because the logs had they been able to be published show very clearly that the uh, ranked choice voting algorithm was enacted it shows very clearly that the error messages were massive. It was very clear that races were flipped, he adds. Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson's office didn't respond to a request for comment, but Ramsland and his team at Allied Security Operations Group earlier this month audited Dominion machines and software in Antrim County where officials on election night reported a win for Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden. The officials later said the results were skewed and that President Donald Trump actually received more votes in the county. The audit was first conducted post-election of Dominion products. It was part of a court case. Lawyers for Benson, a Democrat, asked 13th Court Circuit Judge Kevin Elsenheimer in court last week to order the redaction of code before allowing the release of the report, arguing publishing that the, the code could be a security issue. Matthew DiPerno, the lawyer for the plaintiff in the case, said the information in question was just setting errors, or just setting errors that Ramsland's team found. Elsenheimer ultimately sided with the state, saying he didn't want to allow the release of potentially proprietary information. The judge said he might allow an unredacted version of the report to be released in the future. In the audit, Ramsland said his team concluded Dominion's voting system, quote, is intentionally and purposefully designed to inherent with inherent errors to create system, uh, systemic fraud and influence election results. The system intentionally generates an enormously high number of ballot errors. 
The electronic ballots are then transferred for adjudication. The intentional errors lead to bulk adjudication of ballots with no oversight, no transparency, and no audit trail. This leads to voter or election fraud. Based on our study, we conclude that the Dominion voting system should not be used in Michigan. We further conclude that the results of Antrim County should not have been certified. Officials disputed the findings in a court filing, alleging the report makes a series of unsupported conclusions, ascribes motives of fraud and obfuscation to processes that are easily explained as routine election procedures or error corrections, and suggests without explanation that elements of election software not used in Michigan are somehow responsible for tabulation or reporting errors that are either non-existent or easily explained. Before the report was released, Benson's office noted the audit had happened, while urging voters to be wary of false claims. You see, they were they were prepping those who might get the information. Oh, this, these, these claims are false. Benson said after the report was made public that the November 3rd election in the state and across the country, quote, was the most secure in the nation's history, end quote, and alleged, quote, there continues to be no evidence of widespread fraud, end quote. Those two statements are very clearly part of the talking points issued from the left about this election. It was the most secure in the nation's history, and there were there continues to be no evidence of widespread fraud. You hear this everywhere you go looking at this information. You hear it from the left, and you hear it from left-leaning Republicans as well. They're buying the talking points. Dominion's CEO, John Poulos, in a state Senate hearing last week, disputed the report's conclusions. And the company said in a statement that, quote, the claims made in the report are technologically impossible. Dominion machines did not and could not have switched or enabled the switching of any votes. Perno said Friday on Twitter he was looking forward to Benson's deposition. Ramsland on Newsmax predicted the emergence of more explosive information soon, saying, I think there's going to be some information to come forth in the next few days that's going to drastically change the playing field. And the real question is, will people report on it? We'll see. Now, we've been seeing in the last several days reports of hand recounts versus the machine recounts. We've been seeing uh, further insight into these elections. And when you look at how this all spelled out, you you begin to see there was definitely something going on. Now, they want to convince all of us that this is all conspiracy theory. Nothing to see here. Nope, nothing to see here. Don't worry about it. Eh, no, you're just, uh, you're just imagining this. No, now they're lying to you. Well, the more I look at it, the less likely the whole conspiracy theory thing seems to be. And in fact, it just doesn't hold up. Now, when you look at some things, like a, there was a graph I posted the other day, other day um, you look at, at uh, let me see if I can make this bigger. No, no. <laughs> it just won't let me. The, uh, you look at uh, the original count of votes versus the hand count of votes. And you see, you see, that originally they had Biden winning. But when they actually did a hand recount, it turns out that Trump actually had 
almost twice as many votes for him as they counted in the machines. So something is fishy. It's very fishy. And those of us who have been watching this play out are just getting more and more and more suspicious. And when you add to that, you add to that behavior such as what's happening in Nevada, where they just, they're ignoring requests. Nah, there's nothing to see here. They're bragging about how, how flawless this election was, how secure it was. And then pretending to be insulted when people question the flawless and secure election and would just like to see how that worked. Then it makes you raise an eyebrow and ask yourself, well, what are they hiding? That's a very good question. What are they hiding? Well, it's fairly obvious at this point, they're hiding a fraudulent, a fraudulent election. They're hiding the biggest theft in American history. And in the next few days, I think we're going to see some shocking, surprising things. And these same people who are saying, Hey, there's nothing to see here. Move along. They're lying to you. Oh, it's all just conspiracy theory. Those people are going to go insane. Because we have a constitutional legal process, which must be played out. It's only been played out to its full extent, eh, maybe one or two times in our country's history. And most of us aren't aware of this because the left doesn't teach us history in the schools anymore. They teach us their opinion of our history. So they won't teach us, they won't teach our students and they won't let us know what the path to the White House actually involves and every legal step along the way. They just want us to accept the tradition of the elections. Traditionally, when the news media declares victors, that's pretty much the end of it. Well, it's not if there are questions. And to say it's un-American or (laughs) or, uh, even bordering on treason to question, then you know Someone's objecting too much, and that is happening. We'll see how it plays out. Hey, let's get back together tomorrow, shall we? God bless you. Have a good day. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Oh, we're, uh, we're done.